There he is. Coach Jimmy Lake, come on down to Tuscaloosa, baby. <laughs> come on song. down to T-Town, Jimmy Lake. Can you sing the Alabama fight song? No, man. Is that, is that like day one stuff? Respect to, with, with, with all due respect to, to my employer uh, that, that has tenured me, and, 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 I, and, I, and I love my employer dearly, the, 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 their fight song is ridiculous. And, and that's like total, it's total heresy for like everybody around. So, I, you know, I, I apologize, but it's like, it, it, it's, it's, it, it, not only are the lyrics, you know, not exactly my cup of tea as a, as a, as a northerner, but it, it's like, it's one of those deals where it's like the song is it is is written at like 210 beats per minute and the lyrics should be for a song that's like yeah. 80 so it's like it's just like yeah it's like it's 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 bad lyrics strung together way too quickly and you know the only thing that yeah that i just do i just wait for the end of it and then it's roll tide roll and tide sing watermelon you know, watermelon wave your arms have the bow tie on and the hands too fat all dressed up but, but Jimmy Lake, come on down. Just so I guess come we're on moving down to town. I'll, I'll, I'll help him move in. He can, I'll, I'll, I'll help him move in. I'll maybe, you know, mow the, mow the lawn every once in a while. Right. Just come on down. So let's Come uh, on down to T-Town. First of all, this is episode 2.1 of 2019. Uh, people won't know this. Yeah. But uh, we had yeah. about a 40-minute conversation yesterday, and it didn't work. So we're trying again. We'll see if this one works. Well, the, conversa- the well, conversation I guess. worked. The recording did not. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I agree. With you. Yeah. The recording did not work. We, that's official. Uh, so we're trying it again, and we're trying to update it a little bit better, and we'll see what happens. But um, what you're talking about is the big – the buzz this morning about Jimmy Lake possibly going to Alabama. And that's been talked about since this morning on the local radio and uh, the, the Seattle airways anyway. And uh, what do you think? What's your take? First of all. Well, I'd like to be able to take credit with, 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 with starting that rumor. So you didn't I, I start didn't that. Out last night, they talked Jimmy to him. Lake. They talked to him a long time ago, didn't they? Did they talk did, to him I last year it. or something? The, 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 uh, I don't know about that. That was a. He, I know they, they talked, talked to, to Grinch. I know that's out um, that they've talked to him before. Yeah, they talked to him. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, they were, they, they were hot after Alex Grinch. Um, there was some rumor uh, that that uh, that that our uh, good friend uh, Dave Softy Mahler uh, denied that, that he was in T Town over the weekend. I actually thought that, like, when I first saw the rumor, that it made a lot of sense. Um, but the the big barrier there was, you know, what what's going to happen with 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 Tosh Lapoy, um, and then as soon as the you know the Twitter thing broke last night that Tosh was headed to the Cleveland Browns, that he was quote unquote leaving <laughs> for the Cleveland Browns, I was like, right. oh, they're going after Jimmy Lake um, <clears throat> because you know it's. It, it, you know their 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 deficiencies defensively against Clemson has been principally around. Yeah, the secondary defense, looked pretty vulnerable, um, didn't it? which obviously, yeah, and and, it, no. and it's not because of a lack of talent. I mean, there's there's definitely been 
you know, there have been scheme issues there. And, um, and then the thing with Tosh is that, you know, is that he's not only, you know, an ace recruiter nationally. I mean, he is their ace, yeah. um, West Coast recruiter. And, um, and, you know, he brought in Tua, wow. he brought in Najee Harris. Uh, he brought in the, uh, he brought in that, you know, all American left tackle that played with Jake Browning at Folsom high school in California. Um, and, uh, and so it's just like, it, it, mm-hmm. it's like, check all the boxes, you know, probably a name your price thing. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I would think that, I mean, the, the, you know, the one thing that got us all really, you know, kicked off a few years ago is when, uh, you know, Dennis Simmons pulled the honesty card and announced like three days before signing day that he was leaving us and we lost. Yeah, it wasn't like a week crew. before and we had um, like 70 I commits. I, I can't remember the number, but yeah. 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 Yeah, and it was it wound up also being one of the big ones that was All-American in Oklahoma. I can't remember. I mean, I right. can't remember his, his name, but um, uh, but but I, I I would think that this would be something – I think signing day is like February sixth. I, I I'll I'll be I'll be ready to uh, to be at the press conference <laughs> in Tuscaloosa on February seventh. Give him a big go Cougs, shake his hand. Welcome aboard. Roll tide. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you go Crimson eventually. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Well, Come on down. He like you said, Come he's excellent. An excellent secondary coach too. I mean, it's not just the DC chops, but look at the guys he's coached up at Washington. And not only did they go out and find these kids, but they develop them, and they've become he's getting first and second round picks. They're churning them out now. And these guys that are coming out this year, uh, Taylor Rapp and Byron Murphy, and these guys, these, these guys are really good, really good. And uh, man, I want to see how that shakes out and how Washington will respond to that because, I mean, they're paying, I guess they call him Coach K, and Lake a million apiece to co-coordinate that whole thing, right? Isn't it about $2 million? Yeah, no, it's, it's, an, it's an outrageous amount, although, I mean, you know, they, they certainly have, you know, the, the goods, so to speak. Um, yeah, I mean <laughs> – Losing him isn't isn't going to you know nullify the four you know three hundred pound defensive tackles they signed in no. the class. I mean they're fine there. Yeah, know, they're still obviously yeah. you know and is, is you know a hell of a coach. So they're still going to be unfortunately you know just way too good for our own good. But um, but but okay. if they're not as good. We'll take right. that. Sure, we'll, we'll take that. If it means they don't get a few four yeah. stars, yeah. we'll take that. We'll take that too. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and and just a little bit less development, yeah. a little bit less cohesion. I mean, because that's the the thing that's you know so brutal about them is that you know they've not only developed talent, but they also you know have a tremendous amount of cohesion among the back seven. So if that can get disrupted, you know, that's been great because you know nobody likes Washington. <laughs> well, well, and that's that's been a strength of their does. whole staff. Nobody they've, they've been able to hang on to these key guys, and they really have. Uh, with Peterson. I mean, he must be just a fantastic yeah. guy to work for in all honesty <laughs> and and people want to work for him. So um, I guess that says a lot about him, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I, uh, I guess we move right on from Jalen Hurts watch to uh, Jimmy Lake watch for you anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Come on down, baby. Come on down. <laughs> 
<laughs> so what's your quick uh, take on Jalen Hurts going to Oklahoma? Um, mixed. Um, and, uh, and beyond, I think beyond that, the, you know, the, the obvious box checking that everybody has been doing about, wow, it's a great fit and Oklahoma's Heisman guy, you know, all that Lincoln Riley. What, what don't you like? I guess, there, cause there's not a lot of people who don't like it. Well, I think that, that it, that it, that it checks all the boxes, um, for, um, sure. Well, for but, but what, what don't you like? Why are you mixed? Because um, yeah. everybody, the, the consensus is it's a great move. Well, you know, I, th- I think the reason why it is that, 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 that it's, that it's, that, it, that I'm mixed about it is because, mm-hmm. you know, there, there, there were criticisms about, Jalen Hurts' ability, you know, we talked about Jalen Hurts to Washington State is, you know, this, 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 I don't know, romantic possibility, but, you know, say hypothetical, um, is that, you know, the questions that people had is, you know, would he be a fit for the air raid? And, and really the, the, the issue there is, um, you know, to, to what extent is, um, is Jalen able to throw the ball? And also, you know, what's his, what's his ability to basically be a coach on the field? And I don't know anything about, you know, how it is that Lincoln Riley, you know, runs his offense and the extent to which it is that he puts the same level of decision-making on his quarterbacks as Leach does. You know, well, there's certainly a lot more RPO. Arms, we know but, that. Um, option. We know that. Yeah, right. And, yeah, and so, you know, I think that they'll probably look actually, you know, a lot like how it is that, that, that Texas plays. Um, you know, the exact same type of, you know, quarterback keepers between the tackles and um, and then also, you know, mixing that in with bubble screens and then, you know, a vertical passing game, you know, assuming that um, assuming that works. And my sense is that it probably will because you got to bring all those linebackers up to stop the run and then that just opens, you know, all the one-on-one sure. stuff on the outside and whatever. But, um, I, I, you know, I think that the other thing that Jalen obviously brings is just a tremendous amount of moxie and a great character experience. Kid. And so, um, so, you know, yeah, great character kid. Uh, no stage is going to be too bright. He's, he's been there, done that. I, you know, all those things are great. I, I just, you know, I'd like to be able to see that the narrative of the story end on a crescendo. And I am just not sure that he's the kind of player that, um, that is going to be able to beat an Alabama or Clemson. I'm just not sure that he's dynamic enough to be able to do that. Uh, Oklahoma's not a program where making the playoff is uh, is uh, is is going to be a step. Well, after up. they've made and it three of the last four you know, years, it, you and I it's like what's the, what's the next step? We're yeah. winning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And you know, people love to be able to talk about you know Texas Texas's back thing is. You know, somehow overrated and overblown, and they're not very good. You know that I think Texas, Texas is coming. Great. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, and I, you know, I think very highly of of, oh, yeah. of, of Mr. Herman, and so, uh, so I just I, I feel like I feel like any sure for sure a college football playoff uh, appearance is gonna is gonna be a a less than positive narrative for him. And I just think that like, you know, if he had gone to Miami and had led them to, you know, uh, one loss season where maybe, you know, they, they take a, they take a second loss to Clemson. Um, he develops the skills, throws the ball pretty well. They go to a New Year's Seems six great. game. 
They yeah. won their New Year's Six game. They finished 12-2. and two. You know, and, and it's like the narrative at the end of the day is, you know, he was great. He elevated this program. He back. Went to yeah. – just seemed like, you know, it would be a positive win-win-win. Yeah, yeah. And so – so, so I, I'm not sure there's going to be that narrative. The, the other thing, uh, which I, you know, we, we talked about recording? in our failed recording yesterday, <laughs> is that, um, is that, yeah, uh, is is that you know the thing that was really cool, you know, for us about the the Minshew grad transfer thing uh, that we also talked about last week is that you know the the transfer process wound up being such that. You know, at the end, not only, you know, was he our guy, but we were his school. And the thing that was just really apparent with the Players' Tribune, you know, thing or whatever is just that, you know, he's a, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts is a free agent that fundamentally is a, is a product and a football player at the University of Alabama. And even if he does something at Oklahoma, he'll be known as the Alabama guy. And that's the part of the transfer process that um, – that I think just feels a little bit, um, it's not a good word, but it feels cheap to me, you know, in a way that, you know, kind of having, you know, being, being, a, a, um, and Jalen was a backup at Alabama, but I just, I, it, there's something about it that just, you know, it feels like, you know, there, there's a certain aspect of the reagent thing that, that feels, um, maybe a better way to put it is less than authentic in a way that the Minshew thing felt seamless and authentic. This one seems... Um, I think the fans at East Carolina would disagree with that. So, I think, um, I, from what but, I remember you know, Shane saying, uh, they weren't thrilled at all with how Minshew was having a ball this year. I mean, they didn't feel great about it either. Yeah. But they were also, you know, a bunch of crap talkers, you know, saying that he's not very good and, you know, he's not really going to be anything there either. And, and you know, it's I, a vocal minority. So I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. uh, you know, wish him the best. Uh, you know, my big thing with, with Jalen is that is that I hope that the narrative ends on a high note. I couldn't give, you know, two whatevers about what happens, you know, with, with Oklahoma. If Oklahoma, you know, goes nine and four next year, I, you know, I, I'll probably be <laughs> – on the spectrum, probably a little happy about that. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't want that for, for, for him. I mean, he's definitely been a, um, a, a pretty remarkable young man by everybody's account. Well, and it's all within his right to, to, to not stick around. You know? uh, he I mean, sticks around. Yeah. So I, I yeah. love, uh, I love the idea of a free society to move and do what you want to do. And, um, you know, so often, too, it's true. The storybook ending just is, is uh, the outlier and not the rule. Many guys don't get the ride off into the sunset like John Elway. I mean, they just don't. And college or pro. Um, if, if, you know, Jake right. Browning didn't get his send off and he lost another. He never got that signature win. I mean, Washington State was. Well, I guess he won a couple of Pac-12 titles, but you know what I mean? He. he there was a lot of talk about, you know, the senior getting that. This is my mark. I, I beat Ohio State in the Rose Bowl moment. He just didn't get it. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, right. I'm, I'm fascinated by it, though, how he's going to fit. In that well, offense. you know, I, I love I, that you know, offense. I really do. He, well, he's he, – Riley is it's certainly, you know, amazing. And, you know, you know from what is – saying I'm really in favor of the grad transfer and I 
I'm and I'm really in favor of of kids, you know, tr- being able to transfer, especially early on. I mean, I, I transferred after my freshman year when um, when I decided that, <laughs> which is funny that it's a true story. Uh, when I when I decided that I didn't want to, you know, be a Division one athlete, yeah. I just wanted to be a student, and I didn't want to be in Ohio, and um, and and so it's obviously you know, I didn't have any. You know, athletic attachments when I transferred to, to, to Washington State, but I, I think that it's it's nice to be able to provide that opportunity and that freedom um, for students at the beginning and at the end. Because I mean, theoretically, you know, the thing that you really want with with these with these with these young men is that they graduate. And so, you know, the grad transfer thing, once it is that they've you know received their degree and 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 that part of their of the, of their future is is you know, relatively set in stone, then I, you know, I have no problem with them being able to go wherever it is that they want. Um, I feel like the, you know, the contract's been, um, been fulfilled and the middle things, I understand the arguments, it just feels a little bit funky and it puts graduation status in, in, in a lot more question for me. So, uh, you know, I like the early and the late transfer, but. I'm well, and I mean, there was that thing that, oh, I want to credit this where credit is due. It was, Football Scoop or one of the Football Outsiders, one of these tweeted out about the top five QB recruits each year since 2014. So like the last five years. And the number of those guys that have transferred out of five per year, it's like 13 out of 25 in the last five years that were considered the top five recruits of those classes have already transferred. Which is pretty amazing. Yeah, and and Cecil, yeah, Cecil Hurt, who's the who's the the, the you know beat writer extraordinaire down here for Alabama, and has been you know the guy for forever. He did a he did a story that went national. I think I don't know if it was before this off season or the previous one, where he essentially asked the same question yeah. about SEC quarterbacks over a five year period, and it was something like. Um, like seventeen percent stay and eighty percent transfer out. Well, and those numbers from the last five years—if you get a top five guy, that the odds are less than fifty percent that you're going to keep him, and he's going to make it all the way through. But I think that plays into the the yeah. the, the I don't want to say the culture, but you know, the, I, I, it plays into you got to play if you're that highly re- regarded and. You got people hoping that you're going to be something, and within your family, perhaps, or you got you know people not with their handout, but invested in your success. Sitting on the bench and holding a clipboard and wearing a visor or whatever—that's just not that's not going to work. You got to get reps. You got to play, or or you'll never. It's it's very very rare. Again, the outlier, but it's very rare to get a Matt Castle situation like USC, the backup who found his way into the NFL. I mean, that's just, that's the, that's the story everyone talks about because that's what they remember, but they don't remember, you know, the career of Connor Halliday or the career of Jeff tool or some of these guys who stuck it out and split time. And where are they, you know? So I don't know. I mean, I know there's a lot of other things that go into it. There's health and there's the right, the right coach, the right team at the right time. I mean, so much of it's timing too. So, um, Anyway, uh, yeah, so that you know, talking Jalen Hurts, but also, um, do you think we're still in the, in the where we are today? Do you think we're in the grad transfer quarterback market? 
officially. And you think you think Gage from yeah. Lulu is is our guy? Yeah. You know, I, I maybe I was I was too quick to say yes, yes. I think that you know, the, I think it's probably one of those things where it is that we're you know very uh, very content with the house that we have, and also you know potentially interested in in upgrading if the it's right like any business. Along. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's kind it of is a business that, that mindset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is which, yeah, and and, and it's you know where it's where you know you. And it's, it's like also being a but, job seeker. It's like you're happy with where you're at, but if something else happened, you're open, you're open to that. Um, yeah, I think that that you know the thing that's good for for us, and I think it's also really good for the players that that are in contention, you know, the two seniors and and also Cam Cooper. Um, I think I think it's really good that they're um, because of the fact that the other quote unquote candidates are not you know, mid-year grad transfers that they're going to have a, a spring to be able to make a statement about, you know, where they're at in, in, in their development, and where it is that the coaches feel like, you know, that their upside is and where they can take the team. But, but I think that, you know, the, I think that the Eastern Washington kid is um, somebody that could potentially be a really, really good fit. Um, another guy that I think could also be a really good fit um but would cause some problems because he has two years of eligibility left as Shane Bouchelle. Bouchelle from, I think he's uh, Steve Bouchelle's Bouchelle son, the former Texas Ranger third baseman. Uh, yeah, he is. And he, so he's in the transfer portal. He's going to graduate in the spring. Um, he has two years. So a grad transfer with two years of eligibility. Um, but he can't move officially uh, until he graduates, correct? Yeah. and So we, can, we couldn't say – until on January 17th, um, Bouchelle's coming to Pullman. He can't do anything about it. He can verbally say, I'm going to come there when I graduate, like any high school recruit. He, but he's not in Pullman until he's done with school. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like and Minshew, there's, something, right? there's something else funky about that, too, because, you know, because, because, yeah, because Minshew declared that he was coming and Leach, for whatever reason, wasn't wasn't able to talk about him in anything other than a hypothetical about somebody maybe showing up until like right around when he showed up. So it may be one of those things where I I, 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 I I'm not even going to speculate because I don't know what the what the rule is. I do know that once it is that they're in the portal, that's the point in time in which it is that they can. Well, you know when the when the Minshew news broke was March twentieth. Um, so last year. Right. And okay. Interesting. But, but Leach wasn't able to talk about him or name him. By well, Minshew name did graduate from East Carolina in December of that prior, like December, 2017, he did graduate. Because remember, so remember he was yeah, going to go to Alabama. Knows? Maybe. Yeah. I, that's interesting. Yeah. But that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it doesn't make any sense because he announced it. And I mean, I don't know if maybe Lincoln Riley Hurts graduated. He can yeah. actually comment on it. Maybe that's the deal. Has... But Leach, but you know, when yeah, you heard I Leach in radio I, interviews, I, I, yeah, when anyone brought up Jalen Hurts, he's like, "Well, Leach didn't say I can't talk about it. He said I'm not sure I can." So I don't even think he wanted to go down any possibility uh, of I might blow this. Not that we were a finalist or anything, but you know, I think he he was checking himself pretty hard on the whole. Uh, what, who you can and can't talk about. You know how he is. I mean, gosh, I wouldn't. 
you say the one wrong thing and then you lose a player, it'd just be terrible. So, um, yeah. Well, I do think, you know, I, 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 I was able to catch a little bit of, uh, you know, the rewind of the interview that, that Leach had with, uh, oh, that's great. Um, Cliff, a- yeah. Cliff Averill and, and Puck and, and her, yeah. And heard him, you know, speak, uh, glowingly about the guys that are, that are, that are, um, that are coming back, which is, which is great. So I think, you know, it's, it, we're just going to have to wait to be able to see about how the, how, how the, how the spring um, progresses. But I think that, um, I think that, that they are well aware of the potential upside of, of, of the team and, um, and assuming that they, you know, can develop the right leadership and have a similar, you know, frame of mind. I mean, I think that they know that, that next year's team could be better than, than this one. Um, and so I, they're going to look at, they're going to look seriously to anybody that could, that can, that can make them better. And, you know, given that, 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 you know, that the Texas kid, you know, plays in a system that's at least similar to the air raid, um, and that, you know, um, and that gauge, you know, had that sophomore year with, you know, 5,100 yards and 48 touchdowns through the air. And then another, you know, 700 yards of, uh, of, of rushing. I mean, I think that, that having guys, those two guys can certainly not only chuck it, but they also, well, Michelle less so than, than engage in my view, but both guys are, are, are obviously serious uh, uh, ground threats. And, and that, um, that dynamic is really important um, for this offense as we saw this year. Um, but maybe even more so now that, uh, that Booby is a, uh, is, is, is going to the next. Yeah. Gosh, he, he uh, Gage is a, a tremendous player. I mean, he torched us of course, but that, it, what, that wasn't a one-off. That was uh, a season long, the 5,000 yards and 48 touchdowns and, and um, 600 yards rushing and five TDs. As I look at his numbers here, I didn't memorize that, but man, oh man. Yeah. He's a hell of a player. I, uh, I guess the thing to wonder about though is, the eligibility issue for him, where the NCAA is going to land on that. Um, the team obviously had just enough of the uh, of the the required number of games for the percentages to work out to where he could even possibly apply for that sixth year as a medical redshirt because he's not a true he's a grad transfer, but he's got to get the medical redshirt approved. Correct? The, yeah. Right, because he, because he, yeah. because that was his senior year. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, a, a, a guy that, you know, that was a junior eligibility wise that graduated, right? And that's, you know, that's what Gardner yeah. did. That's what Jalen Hurts did. Um, and so, you know, as a result, you know, you wind up having, um, you wind up having that additional year. No, he, um, he had his four. Right, that was he did play that freshman year too. He played in four games. So, and I think that he made margin. And then had five games this yeah. year before getting hurt. So yeah. Hmm. Well, I, I keep saying I guess we'll see, but I guess we'll see. Uh, I I um. Yeah, I just I want the I want the quarterback solution to come from in house, and I'm going to stick to that. But if Gage Gabrud could could find his way to Pullman, I would not be sad. And um, I really liked what Leach said, though, to back up a little bit in that interview when they brought up Minshew and how fast he assimilated himself to the, the team and the culture and the leadership and everything in just a couple of months to come in and win that job. But that Leach said 
he made sure to say how confident he was that no matter who was quarterback, they were going to leave the country in passing. That's how, that's how much confidence he had in Tinsley and Gordon. Um, so, and both of those guys are back. And then if you, if you brought in Gabrud to into the mix to compete with, of course, the, the young guy, Cooper, um, you're pretty strong with, with some choices there. And that's not even, you know, Neville or Bledsoe or some of these other guys. Um, yeah, they're going to be fine. I would, I would like, you know, I think, I mean, Leach is all in on the competition Spurs greatness argument. And I mean, who might argue with that? I mean, <laughs> the guy gets what he, what he can out of it. So. Yeah. And you know, yeah. And so if I can, you know, kind of direct the, the, of the conversation to uh, to a more somber note. So, so you know, we, you know, we, we talked about, um, you know, the fact that, that, that yesterday was a one-year anniversary of, of Tyler's passing, and, and we haven't, um, you know, we haven't talked much about um, that really anywhere or in any forum, um, simply because of the fact that we don't really feel that we have anything meaningful right. to be able to add to the conversation other than, um, you know, our, our feelings from, you know, that initial moment that we learned about it about you know what a horrible tragedy it was for him and his family and and, and everybody that knew him um and so to kind of build from that um you know we don't we don't have any knowledge about what the overall leadership style was of luke falk um or his or his affect other than what we were able to you know, gather and gauge from the comments that were made by the players and by Leach during the season about, about Minshew. Um, but, but our sense was that, you know, that Luke was much more of kind of a lead by example guy, um, if, you know, in terms of his work ethic and his, um, and, uh, you know, organization of workouts and, and uh, preparation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, Tyler, by everybody's accounts, was, you know, everybody's friend. Leach you know, had a great quote about, um, you know, the fact that Tyler, you know, didn't have a group because in some ways, you know, he kind of was a group because everybody liked him and everybody, you know, took to him. And so, you know, we don't know about, you know, what kind of leader that he would have been in the locker room with respect to, you know, to demeanor and approach, you know, what obviously happened was that, you know, when he passed, um, you know, the team was understandably, um, devastated, um, and, um, and, you know, they continue to question about, you know, why all that happened, given that every, you know, all of his friends say that, that to this day, they look back and they don't see any signals and they just didn't know, um, but it makes it, you know, very, very understandably in that type of environment where people are coping and grieving, it's hard to be able to put um, from the inside to be able to put, you know, a foot forward to be able to offer the kind of leadership style that, that Gardner was able to do in a way that, um, that, you know, by all accounts and just from being observers, I mean, he was, you know, not only, you know, a magical and electric personality, he was also a healing force. Um, and, 
And so he not only, you know, provided, you know, an example, but, you know, also potentially now an opportunity for, for any of these guys, in addition to their skills, to be able to express their own personality and leadership style in a way that, that is, is, is probably a lot more, there's a lot more space to be able to do that than there was in the midst of, you know, 85 young men trying to pick up the pieces and wondering what happened. Um, and so that's, you know, that's just another reason why it is that the spring, you know, figures to be, um, you know, so much more wide open um, in terms of the quote unquote competition, I think, because I think that, that, um, that while, you know, Tyler's memory is not lost on any of those guys, I, I, I think that there, that there's an identity that they now have that I think that, that, that folks are, are, um, are going to be more apt to try to be able to continue to cultivate. Yeah. Um, he's clearly still missed. And, and I think that's going to last um, for the guys that are there. And um, yeah, it's, it's such a difficult thing. And, and um, there's been a lot written and said about it in the last year. And um, yeah. So I don't really have much to add to that. I mean, I guess the one thing that could be, included in it and it's probably a discussions for another place or another time is that he did have as they found there was some cte um and that's scary as hell because you're talking about a kid who probably didn't have a ton of helmet to helmet collisions but then again he was an aggressive hitter in high school maybe that started then um there's of course the hit against arizona that people have talked about and shown videos on and um, where he just got lit at the goal line so it's, it's just a, it's a scary thing. And, and um, there's so much we don't know still about, about the, the evidence of the head injuries and, and what that can or cannot make you do or what kind of scenarios you run into. But um, yeah, it's tough. It's a, it's a brutal game and, and crazy stuff happens. And um, it's just sad that it's sad that he's gone. And it's sad that, that um, it's sad that, I can't imagine what is, I know I, it was such an, a mad, a magical, amazing year for us as fans, what happened with Gardner Minshew. I mean, I'm never, we'll never forget it. It's a Mount Rushmore of seasons. It was, it's one of the best in our lifetime, but I can't imagine some of the, the feelings that, that Holinsky's parents had this year. Um, it, it had to be everything. It had to be thrilling and exasperating and horrible and, um, probably every emotion you can think to watch the way it all unfolded. So um, yeah, I'm glad that there, there may be something coming that's good out of this because of the, the partnership with the NCAA and the Helensky hope foundation. I think that's fantastic. Um, it's, it's definitely, it got the national news involved. We saw features from SI and ESPN and, and there was a documentary on it and um it's got people talking about mental health and um, I get sadly, it took something like that to happen. Um, but more people have talked about it. It's become more of a, an awareness thing than anything else. And I think that's, you know, if there is a positive, that's something we can take. So anyway. Well, and, and, you know, the, 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 fact of the matter is that you know when you know his, his life opened up opportunity for, for somebody did. else to um to have a life chance that they otherwise wouldn't have had you know it's the same way that 
um, you know, that, that, you know, Andrew Wood's death and, you know, the band Mother Love Bone opened up, you know, Eddie Vedder and, 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 and his sure. life and, and the band Pearl Jam. And, you know, that, that, you know, those are the, you know, the pieces of, you know, interconnectedness that, you know, give life overall, um, you know, meaning and, 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 and broader significance. Um, oh. But as a parent of a child, you know, it's like of the same age child, by the way, the fact that, isn't he right at like a year younger than him? Isn't your son yeah, a year no, younger I mean, or two years younger or something? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it, the, you know, the, the end of the day is, is that, you know, if you're, if, if you're going to confront tragedy to be able to see about the lasting impact um, that your kid's life and memory can be made and, 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 the, the 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 ripple effects of that um you know provides at least um you know some degree oh, of yeah. comfort but it's cheap solace and you certainly would you know give any bit of that away a million times over in order to be able to still hear their voice so i mean it, you know it's just it, it, it's just one of those you know, one of those just horrible things that, um, that, you know, there's just, no. there's no way to be able to sugarcoat it other than to be able to admire, um, you know, the time that, that he was here and to be able to admire the ways in which it is the people around them, around him and the family and the WCU community have rallied to try to be able to, um, to be able to, to honor him and, and themselves. Well, the players have sure done a hell of a job all year and um, uh, recognizing what, how important he was and maintaining the locker and wearing the Helensky Hope wristbands and writing number three. And I mean, they just, yeah, they really honored him. So, and they played for him. They really did. They spoke from the heart when they said all that around yeah. the Alamo bowl about playing for him. So I, I um, yeah. All you can do is tip your hat and, and um, away we go. So on that uh, incredibly sour note, um, I guess we can wrap it up. It's just about 40 minutes. Um, unless you wanted to talk about anything else here quickly or you want to wait until next time. And maybe we have that special guest that uh, we're hoping to get eventually. Pullman Townie, that, that is not Mike Leach. Um, do you want to say anything? About, yeah, you know, about, uh, I, I, we Williams did actually we'll, talk about we'll, uh, him previously. We can, um, it was very fresh when he declared, um, and now it's been another, I guess, no, almost another week. But um, I think, um, you know, and the, the news came out that Caleb Perry was also transferring or leaving school or what. I don't know exactly the details there, but I know he's leaving. So the running back room is pretty thin. I know that previously you were pretty high after signing day, the early signing day of the, the, the kid from Ohio who's coming in as a more of a power back, but we also have uh, the kid who goes by the black cheetah, uh, who's the lightning of the lightning and thunder duo, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, the thing that was interesting. And yeah. again, we, I keep saying, we talked about this yesterday, but um, looking at the production of, of Max Borgie and, um, some of the the numbers he had uh, specifically in the passing game where, you know, Booby had the, the 83 receptions and 
Um, Borgie had the 53 catches, but they averaged the same amount. They averaged like within half a yard of each other as far as yards per reception, uh, like five something, I think, um, which, you know, I, I think that, I mean, t- first of all, Booby or, uh, or Borgie had a hell of a year uh, as a true freshman to come in and, and um, to pull off what he did in, in sharing the load. Um, but he's, he's got not, they're not the same skill set. Um, but it's, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be such a drop. And I know that one of Booby's biggest things was he led the country by running backs and making players miss not broken tackles, but missed tackles was, a, was his, his specialty the last couple of years. Um, and you can, you know, you can close your eyes and remember some of the big plays. I can remember one against Oregon state where he took like 50 yards, took a little swing pass or uh, Oregon, of course, yeah, and against Oregon, yeah, of course, uh, that that, that highlight yeah. reel, ridiculous. Um, off that uh, was that that was off the big gulp formation, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, I mean, there, there's a dynamic uh, playmaking ability there that is really impressive. But uh, you know, Booby averaged 7.4 yards per reception last year on 83 catches, and and Borgie averaged 7.1 yards per catch on 53 receptions, so 30 less catches but they averaged about the same. They also caught the same amount of touchdowns. They both had four receiving touchdowns. Uh, Borgie had 12 touchdowns total for the year. Uh, Booby had 12 rushing touchdowns and four reception touchdowns. So, I mean, Booby was just an off, a total offense machine for us. But um, no, I'm, I'm, I, I think that, you know, every individual situation is just that and everybody needs to make their own decisions and clearly somebody told him what he needed to hear. I don't know who that was, but somebody has made it clear to him that going pro now is a good idea. And there's no protection for running backs. They get just the hell beat out of them every game. Um, there's, they protect quarterbacks and receivers and linemen. They don't protect running backs except for the helmet to helmet stuff. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, the beatings these guys take, the punishment they take, you just, if you can, if you can still play at a high level, they'll get paid. And, and as we know, there are examples of guys who stuck around for their senior year and it didn't go as planned. Uh, you know, uh, Miles Gaskin hurt his shoulder and missed a few games and, and didn't, he still had a great year, but it wasn't quite what he thought. And we know about Bryce Love. He was everybody's Heisman finalist in August and he ended up missing games and tore his knee and. Uh, right. Tore his ACL in the last regular season game against Cal. I mean, it, it just like, senior year that winds up being a, a right. disaster for his so, prospect. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I you know, I, I think that, um, that, you know, the reason to, to, to come back is if you're a guy that is sitting in, you know, undrafted free agent land and you have a chance to be able to improve your stock and get drafted, or if you're a third round guy, where if you either develop your skills or you let a certain draft class go by, then you can improve your grade yeah. to a first or second round. And, you know, and all of those things are contingent upon being able to generate a set of numbers that are, you know, that, that, that are, that are superior statistically. And, and, and I think that, you know, um, you know, he had such a fantastic season um, this year in, you know, we've talked about before that I felt that he was 
I felt that he was a, an all-conference level back, but, you know, the, the numbers in this system, um, you know, are not going to add up. We have a by-committee system, which um, I think improves the likelihood of being consistently produ productive, takes the, a little bit of the wear and tear and, you know, the mileage off the tires and, and whatever. But, you know, his the quote that he had is that, you know, he's going to come back next year and he was going to, rush for 600 yards and have 500 receiving yards. And, um, and that's just not necessarily it's what he did this year, your, your draft grade. And, yeah. um, and, right. And so, 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 you know, he's, Baby. he's healthy and, um, yep. yeah, yeah, we see baby on the way. And, you know, and we said this yesterday, but it's like, you know, you look at the guys that, you know, decided to, you know, that they knew that they were going to go pro, that decided that they were going to, you know, skip their bowl game. And uh, and James goes out in the Alamo Bowl, and he's, you know, he's hurtling All-Americans. And because and, uh, I think PV is, is, a, is, Who? is like a second-team All-American or whatever. Um, and it wasn't, isn't PV the number 10? Wasn't they, their, their defensive back that he hurtled over? Oh, like yeah, one of the better. Yeah, was that the same guy that, that uh, Borgie ran over? Yeah. Oh, okay. That stripped him. Yeah, on, but he was also drive, the same guy but, yeah. that stripped uh, Booby and, you know, that, that fumble was on that, on that first drive. Oh, yeah. But, you know, Booby laid it, you know, laid it all out in, in, in that game and, and came out healthy, you know, whereas, you know, Morrow – Last year, you know, tore his ankle up and totally, you know, ruined his prospects at, you know, combine, you know, high-level pro day type tryout thing. So, you know, he's healthy. He, you know, he wasn't going to necessarily gain anything by coming sure. back. I think we would have benefited um, yeah. from him coming back. But, I, you know, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, I, I look at, you know, I look at Max's performance this past year and compare it to, you know, what, what, uh, you know, what Booby did as a red, red shirt freshman, um, compare it to what it is that, uh, that, that, uh, Murrow and Wicks did cause they both red shirted. So, you know, their first year in Halliday's last was their red shirt year. Um, and you know, those, yeah. those guys were so Indeed. talented and, you know, um, yeah. And, 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 and Max's performance, you know, was, was notably better. Um, I think the one thing about the two guys that, that, that are coming in, which, you know, I think are, are super, super exciting is that, um, you know, Max, Max came in, 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 uh, in January of last year and mm -hmm. had a spring to be acclimated to all aspects of, you know, college life and the program. And then plus all the summer stuff and, and those guys are going to be coming in, in sure. you know, in, in, in June um, with the expectation that they're going to be, you know, in the rotation and having to learn the offense with, you know, a, a first year starting quarterback. Um, I, you know, it's a good thing that the schedule is set up that we have a to start out. Game. Sure. Yeah. And then it gets really hard. Well, but that's a, yeah. that's, that's a yeah. story for another day. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes. So, yes, it is. Yeah, I wish I wish Booby all the best. I loved watching him play. We're gonna miss the explosiveness, um, but man's got to do what a man's got to do, and he's got to provide for that that young, growing family. So, good luck. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I hope everything it, it just works out famously for him because he, he seems like you know his, his backstory is incredible. Yeah. Um, you know his play and 
the personality that he brought to the game and the program and whatever else is just, you know, a list. And, you know, he's a guy that you just, you know, like, you know, like all the guys on, you know, on the team this year is just, you know, a, such a joy to be able to watch and to be able to root for. And so, you know, it would just be great if he landed in New England or Kansas. Well, just as a dopey college football fan, I mean, we'll, I'll always love the guy who, when they're done, they walk away and you say, like, we gave us everything, gave everything he had. And that's, that's, um, you know, that's what you hope for when these kids come in, you hope that, that you're going to see the top. So I think we saw the best he could give. And um, I, I can't wait to see what happens next with him. I think there's definitely a place for him in the NFL. I mean, with the way the, the evolution of that position is and a kid who can catch the ball like that and make moves and get him one-on-one and get out there. I mean, I, that, he's got the future. I, I, I can't wait to see it. So, all right, my man, I think that's going to be it for today. Um, any parting uh, words? Are you good? Come on, Jimmy Lake, baby. Come on down to Cheetown, Jimmy Lake. Can you, get the, can you rally up the band and like, have him surround the plane when he shows up? Is there a flight tracker going already on him? Like, oh, there's a private plane. <laughs> Fired up. Do you think Saban will be able to greet him? To track so him great. Do you think Lake will just show up if he hasn't already? <laughs> No, no, it just, you know, it just, you know. Oh, but you're in the clubhouse. You're, you're in the clubhouse with the idea that you're not going to do anything until after signing day. I think that that, that that's the, the gentleman's uh, agreement. I, I think that, you know, that he, he's, I think that he's genuinely tight <laughs> with that horrible program uh, that's, you know, <laughs> purple and i think that he respects the heck out of his boss and i think that he you know wants to be able to go out in style and i am greatly looking forward to that and i'll take the complete opposite i think he's going scorched earth i think he's going out with a bang i think he's going to be in tuscaloosa in 48 hours so there you go (laughs) oh god be awesome take all those (laughs) take take those transfer transfer there yeah All right, man. Have a good one, and we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Go Cougs. Take care.